sacred rituals, and a cosmic community to enchant your mystical life. This podcast feels like soulful conversations by the fire and under the desert stars. As if you are hanging with your best friends, talking about purpose, the cosmos, and the divine journey we are all on. My name is Anna Alic, and this is the Topanga Moon Podcast. podcast. If you're new to this space, welcome. So excited for you to be here. This is the Topanga Moon podcast and I'm really excited for today because we have the first interview of 2021 with my good friend Alicia and it's a pretty magical episode. Alicia is a woman's um, health coach and she really empowers people to reconnect with their mind, body, soul using holistic nutrition, uh, plants, cycle charting and through this whole interview we really talked about so many beautiful inspired topics and her connection and devotion to working with people in sacred transitions and this is a huge goal for her in the future and currently what she's creating co-creating with the universe Um, and it's that sacred transitions of death and birth and the beautiful um, moments in our lives that really transform us and she discovered all this through some of her ayahuasca ceremonies and we get really in-depth into the sacred process and ceremony of ayahuasca and her time in Peru. So if you've been curious about working with that plant medicine and the journey and the activation that happens through using that plant medicine, if you're feeling called, this is a beautiful episode to really hear her whole experience, what called her there, and how she now integrates that beautiful time and experience into her life. We also talk about connecting to nature and restoring our humanness through the natural process and protecting our Mother Earth. Um, so many other things, rituals, daily rituals that bring more magic into your life and shedding things that are no longer in alignment. We really get into what it means to be and live an aligned life. And especially in this year of 2021, what that means for you and finding that alignment and that truth and your own dharma and divine mission. So I'm so excited to just jump into this episode. It's full of so much wisdom and magic and heart shares. Um, You're really going to love it. And I'm just so excited for you to be here on this journey with me. So without further ado, (laughs) this is today's episode with Alicia from Grow With Alicia on Topanga Moon Podcast. I'm so excited. Alicia, we're doing this. I know. Oh you're goodness. the <laughs> you're the first guest of 2021. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. <laughs> okay, before we get into your whole story, because I know you got a lot to share, and I'm excited to hear. Like, tell the audience a little bit about you. Kind of, you know, give me your uh, what would be like your elevator pitch if someone's like, hello. What do you do? Who are you? What does your soul want to tell us? (laughs) Oh my goodness. I love it. Okay. So my name is Alicia. I love to hike. I love being in nature. Um, My elevator pitch, I would say I help people and I help empower them to reconnect back to their self themselves, their mind, their body, their soul, what they want in their life. Um, And to live in alignment with what they truly believe. Oh, you know what's so perfect about that is I just finished, like I was saying, recording the podcast episode that I'm releasing today. And it was all about 
soul alignment and living in authenticity. Cause I feel like mm. for the past while people, especially who are on like kind of the spiritual path and looking into different modalities of just bringing more divinity into their lives are really following more of their soul aligned truths, their authenticity, going back to like, you know, this idea that our soul knows the path and the journey forward for us, you know? So I think that's so incredible that it's just like synchronistically aligned with everything that we're probably going to talk about today. (laughs) So that's great. (laughs) Um, I'm excited. I love it. Yeah, you're my first guest of the year. It feels like it feels like a good year. It feels, I mean, I said that last year and uh <laughs> everything happened. But 2021 numerology is year five. It's all about freedom, risk taking. And if you know, age of Aquarius feels like that too. Like this, and like every single year, I think we're just expanding, evolving, growing our consciousness here on this planet. But I'm, I'm excited for, there's like this energy of like, let's just get shit done. Like that's the energy that I'm feeling right now, but I'm excited to have you here and share your story. So let's go from the beginning. Okay. So let's start with your spiritual journey, kind of like the pivotal moments, maybe your upbringing a little bit, and where, how it brought you to the work that you're doing right now. Amazing. Okay. I don't even know where to start. I know. Um, Start with your upbringing. Where'd you grow up? So I grew up in Hamilton, Ontario. Um, My parents, um, so my mom was actually born in Italy. She was, um, she immigrated here and my dad was born here. And, um, I danced competitively for 10 years. Um, and then once I finished dancing, I like, I didn't know what was going to be my next passion because I was so passionate about dancing. So I went into swimming, um, for like my high school swim team. It wasn't competitive. I just leisurely loved swimming. And then that's what led me into learning about becoming a lifeguard. And so I started lifeguarding. Um, and that was like, my upbringing, I guess you could say, majority of my time was always um, being involved in a lot of extra extracurricular um, activities. Um, I didn't know you were a dancer. That's yeah. that's really cool. I loved ballet. I was I like I wanted to become a prima ballerina. <laughs> oh, okay, so um, what then was the moment that you started to pivot away from? becoming a ballerina? Um, So my mom didn't want me to go to Toronto Ballet School. And so um, she also was like, "Um, I don't think you should do competitive dancing anymore. Um, And so she just like pulled me out. And I was like, that was like when I was like, oh, like that first um, feelings of anger and like Mm. emotion, that heavy, Mm -hmm. uh, strong emotion. And um, I think that was like one of my uh, pivotal moments of, okay, then what am I going to do now? Cause that was like mm-hmm. something I was really passionate about. And that's when I found swimming. Um, and that was like my, my new passion, my new love, my new outlet. Um, yeah. and, uh, yeah. And then, then eventually long down, the, down the road, my friend recommended water polo in university. I, I never even knew water polo existed. And then, <laughs> And then after water polo, I found yoga. And so that was like one of the aspects of my movement in my mm-hmm. life is that shift in involvement of movement and finding that mindful movement was something that I was really passionate about and I didn't really knew, know at the time, but I think dancing was the seed that planted that. Yeah, exactly. So interesting because I also kind of grew up in – I would say kind of like a stricter household of these parameters that I was given. So it would be playing within those parameters. So even when I went into university and of course I had to study science, I was going to be the doctor of the family and like, you know, I was very good Mm -hmm. in academics, but 
there was something in me that wanted to create, that wanted to design. And so I played within the parameters of that moment. And it was like, okay, so what can I do? Like, I wasn't ready to fully break out because I think we have stages of that evolution or stages of getting back to our authenticity when we're just starting to like awaken to our own truths, right? So I was like, okay, I'm going to, I switched my program halfway. And instead of doing like I got my science degree, but it was in communication science. So I could still take film editing classes and photography classes and like all these, like, I just threw that in and then I had to take like uh, psych and all these other things, but I was able to like throw in the things I wanted, but still appease my family until eventually, I mean, now I'm just a full blown, you know, artistic hippie. So <laughs> I've, I've gotten it. back to it, but that's kind of what it feels like. You're just like, you know, okay, testing the waters. And I mean, going from one thing to the other, and then that led you to now the work that you're doing. So within that, did you have a moment of like spiritual awakening of like, okay, so this is where kind of my soul is leading me now? Mm. Um, so I, I've had a lot of moments. Okay. Um, I think the first moment was, um, it was in high school and I witnessed my grandmother take her last breath. And that was what like, um, shook me to my core of, well, what is this life? Um, what is death? Uh, what did I just experience? How do I process this? I don't understand like anything at all anymore. Why am I here? Why are we all here on earth? Where do we go after earth? All the questions. And um, I think that's when I like went into like, I would say a depression. I never got diagnosed, mm -hmm. but like yeah. I did not feel mentally or physically well. Um, and no one around me knew how to process death. Um, and so I felt like alone in the journey, like what is happening? Yeah. Um, so I think that was like my, one of those pivotal moments of the spiritual awakening. Mm -hmm. um, later down the road, as you know, um, I think ayahuasca was like another spiritual awakening for me. And I think my journey's still unfolding. Like I have so yeah. many more awakenings. And it's like, oh my God, when is it gonna end? I don't think it'll ever end. I think it's a constant, unfolding, uh, evolving, growing journey. Yeah. It's so interesting that you speak about that moment of um, first discovering death and all those questions, because I know that you were sharing recently about some grief that you've just had to go through again. And I'm just so curious about if you have new lessons or new insights. And I know that you like posted this on your Instagram. You're asking these like really profound questions. And I want to ask you one of them, um, which is, you know, what do you want to create before you, you know, I want to say like pass on, like evolve to the next level of, uh, of reality. Mm -hmm. I want to do so many things and now it's just, <laughs> deciding what I want to do with it so I yeah. definitely want to like I don't know where to start like for my physical serving like how I want to serve how I want to show up in the world mm. and share my gifts um I definitely want to impact women and like teach them about their bodies teach them about their cycles and um teach women or even like overall like everyone about connecting with their bodies connecting with what is true to them understanding that everyone has a sole purpose mm. and living in alignment with that purpose and if they don't feel like they're in alignment that's probably why they feel like Bleh. <laughs> um, exactly. yeah yeah and I, I would love to eventually like have my own piece of land do some perma learn permaculture um, and yeah, just shift the way that we're navigating this world and how we live on earth and come back to connecting with earth, connecting with nature, um, and teaching everyone about that. So, um, would love to host retreats long-term, eventually, um, have my own like healing center mm -hmm. where everyone can experience different healing modalities, um, yeah, so many things. <laughs> so many things. That's exciting though, because 
you know, with having all of those things, it, it gives you that purpose and that, um, you know, it's like a, a wider scope. It, it makes you more excited to get up in the morning because you're like, oh, I, I get to like do this and I get to, I just love that. And it, it definitely feels like um, you're, you're listening to the call, like you're hearing the call. Um, what are they called? Light workers. You're one of the light workers, you know, coming here to be um, that guide and the teacher and the communicator and sharing your wisdom and, and clearly with the things that you've gone through and the experiences. So that leads to, you know, and this is a topic that I've been wanting to like really go deep with you about, you know what I'm going to talk about? Cause I'm so, I feel like I've been called to ayahuasca. Okay. What was the first moment where you're like, I feel the call from ayahuasca. Cause I believe you feel called to certain plant medicines before you do them. And then where did you go to do this? What was the experience like? I would love to hear your own personal experience with it. Amazing. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So it's interesting because I didn't know about ayahuasca until my boyfriend mentioned it to me. Um, and so I learned about shamanism in one of my health, healing, and religion courses when I was in university studying religion and societies. Um, and he was struggling with depression and he wanted to find a natural solution for understanding like mm. why he has depression, how to heal it naturally. And ayahuasca was one of the things that he found. And I was like, go for it. Like, I was like really encouraging him, like, you should go and do this. If this is something that you feel called to, you should do it. And at the time, like I was still struggling with like, why am I here? I feel like I just went to university. Um, and I don't really know why I'm here. And like, I would love to experience this plant medicine to understand like, why, like, what am I, what, what am I here for? Like, I don't understand my purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I like was encouraging him and then he's, and so I was like, I'll come with you. Like, let's go together. So we did. Um, we spent a lot of time researching and finding a place to go because that's one of the topics that isn't really discussed that you really want to make sure you find the place that is, that resonates with you, that you know, you can go and trust that you're going to be working with people that are doing it for the right intentions. And so after doing a ton of research, looking at several different reviews, we found a center called Arcana Spiritual Center in Peru. And uh, we, we went and it was, yeah, and that, that's like the beginning of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. So when was this when you went? Like what was the time frame? Was this like a year um, ago, two years ago? So we went in 2018. We went okay. for two weeks. And then we also went again in 2019 for two weeks. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So let's, let's start with the first ayahuasca because, you know, I want to hear – because, like, it's, it was your first time going. What was the feeling like when you went to the retreat center? What were the people like – did you it did you feel energetically different in that space? Did you mm -hmm. have an understanding of why you were called to the plant medicine? And what did it feel like when you were on the plant medicine? Okay. Um yeah, so we're gonna go deep with it. <laughs> I know. I'm okay, I'm excited. Okay, so um when we arrived, it was yeah. very different for me because I feel like um, I, I, I've never been outside of Canada, like to an unknown place like Peru. Um, so it was like nerve wracking for me a little bit, but like, mm. as soon as you get into this, the retreat center, I was like, wow, I feel like very safe. I feel very held, you know what I mean? Um, and everyone was very kind. Um, and it was just very welcoming. Mm. That's nice. So the experience with the plant um, leading up to ceremony. So there's, um, do you want me to go into depth about? Yeah, like, I do. Okay. Yeah. So before ceremony, like they, you meet with a shaman, you meet with a facilitator and you go into depth about like why you're there, what your intention is. Um, you go through, it's almost like a health history, like a consultation mm. call with your doctor, but it's, 
more looking at your your whole entire life and they they it's like they're already tuning into like your uh. ancestral but you know what i mean like they're just they're so connected that in that moment um they already sense like your energy they already sense like what's happening um yeah. so they do that one-on-one -on -one for every person um, leading up to the ceremony, like the day before, we um, had like an intentional um, group gathering where the shamans and the facilitators say, okay, everyone share as a group what your intentions are, why are you here? Um, and so that's the day before. And how this retreat center worked was um, depending on how long you stayed there for, will determine like how many ceremonies you get. Um, so we, in the first year, um, it was three ceremonies at one retreat center and then four at the other. Um, so the next day was our first ceremony and then every other night was like a ceremony pretty much. Um, I've never experienced it before leading up to this. So I was very nervous and scared. And I think, um, I think that really impacted my first ceremony because the energy that you're bringing to the mm. space is what's going to be brought into ceremony, obviously. So, um, I, yeah, I was so nervous because I didn't know what I was getting myself into because like, I'm sure other people have like researched ayahuasca, like you're going to be throwing up, you're going to like be pooping your pants and, yeah. um, yeah, it was, it was like that, that fear going into it was like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Um, but yeah, that was like the setup for it. Um, leading up to ceremony, when ceremony is about to begin, um, they explain like all the, I guess, ground rules, like what is important when holding the sacred space mm. um they say like not to make sounds or be disrespectful don't touch other people all the things like they make sure it's a safe sacred space um the shamans um have their ritual where um you are sitting and witnessing this like beautiful ritual of clearing the space mm. as well as sealing the space um, oh, wow. and, and so they do, it's just, it's so beautiful to watch. Um, they use different plant medicines depending on, um, again, the location and who's facilitating it. And, um, they use, um, a pacho, which is like, to, like pure tobacco. And, um, they do the four directions, the sky, the earth, um, they clear like their, their full bodies. Um, they clear every person. Um, and like, that's like the beginning of like this, the ceremony of just clearing. Wow. Um, and like it goes through other rituals of how it begins and each person tells their intention to the shaman one person at a time goes up um and they are offered the, the medicine um and they say like once you receive the medicine to go sit and like that's like the beginning is like silence no talking um once everyone receives the medicine um it's in complete darkness, so the lights are off, um, and they do silence for the first hour. And then after the first hour, um, that's when they start singing their ikaros, so their sacred songs. Um, and so these ikaros, they say that they are channeling um, songs from the spirits. So the spirits will tell them what songs to sing. It's almost like the spirits are like taking over their bodies to mm. sing these songs to these people in the room who needs to hear these, these songs. Um, and throughout the ceremony, they go to each person um, and they say, okay, come to me. And they'll sing a specific ikros to this person, wow. whatever they need based off of their intention or whatever um, is needed so that's something that I had to learn was you may have an intention going into it saying I would like this but the shamans say ayahuasca doesn't give you what you want ayahuasca gives you what you need so um 
That's so life in, right there. <laughs> literally, literally. So that's um, pretty much how like the ceremony goes is um, one person at a time goes up and they sing their ikaros, um, and and then after everyone is done their ikaros, they still sing their songs and then they seal the, the space after like the ceremony is done. Um, they say thank you and um, good night. There's tea, there's fruits, enjoy, um, and I'll see you tomorrow. And like, the space is done, like the ceremony wow. is done. Um, and then the next day is like when you have like a group share where everyone can share whatever they feel called to share, or if you don't feel called to share, you don't have to. Um, and then the shamans would explain or help you understand your experience um, when you explain what happened, if you need mm. more clarification. Yeah. So that's, that's like the gist of beautiful. what happens. I feel like I missed some things, but I tried my best to describe how sacred um, yeah. and the, the steps that is taken. I think it's so important because um, – you know, it has become kind of a popular thing, but I truly believe that, and this is not an endorsement. I don't want people to be like, <laughs> you have to, no, we're not endorsing it. We're just sharing experiences. But um, if you are to do plant medicine, it's to show reverence to the plant, that it is sacred, that it is supposed to be done um, because you truly feel called to it. And there's different ones that you can be called to, or you, I don't even think you have to go through that experience for transformation. Nobody has to, you know, it's only maybe your soul is calling to do that for a specific reason, you know, to be shown something in a specific way. But it's like, if you were called from your soul and not from anywhere else and to keep that um, sacred, and a beautiful process and to find the right places. And that might take months of researching, you know, instead of it being just a, oh, a trendy, cool thing to do, um, to really show the reverence to that and to go to the places where it's meant to be done. Because I was approached to do ayahuasca through a pub that I used to work at there these this girl was facilitating or working with these facilitators in like northern Ontario and even though she could tell that I was intrigued and she would come to me all the time to talk about going and there was a moment where I almost did but then I something in my soul was like this is not the right place this is not where it should be for me and I never went, but it was interesting that it did approach me at that time, but I just knew that that I, it, I was too fearful and I was too kind of skeptical of, um, like who were, who's facilitating, like what is happening. And I just knew that for me, and maybe it was a beautiful place with like the right people. I'm not sure. Cause I never went, so I can't speak on it, but I just knew that it wasn't for me. And mm -hmm. Uh, I just know that I'll be when I'm in the right place and I'll be called at the right time to the specific one. I'm also interested in peyote. So that could be another avenue because that definitely feels like my connection to the desert too. Like I, I'm so pulled to the desert. So that would be a really beautiful experience, you know, but, but we'll see. So you went through that whole experience. Obviously it's transformative experience from what I've heard from other people describing it. Is that what kind of propelled you to go the second time? And did you go to the same place? Like what was the, why were you like, okay, let's do this again? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So definitely it was super transformational the first time. Um, and coming back. So a little side story. I've had so many transformational experiences during that time. I didn't know how to integrate it when I came back. Oh, okay. And um, everyone around me, like I tried to like share with people, um, and I got that like disassociation or people didn't understand. And like, I felt lost and confused. Like, who do I talk to? Mm -hmm. Um, like I have all this information and like experience and what do I do? Um, but my boyfriend who went to go experience it didn't have those transformational experiences. And he felt that, um, he needs to work with the medicine more. Mm. And so um, he, at the time he was just finishing university and he was like, after university, I would like to go again. Would you come? And I was like, 
okay, here we go. <laughs> so then I was I like, love it. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go through this again because I know that I still had a lot to clear and move through. Um, and that's something that I learned in my ceremonies was like, wow, there's a lot of things that I need to process. Mm. Um, and also to support my boyfriend. So that's why I went back the second time. And again, like lots of experiences that I experienced. And um, I feel like this year was the year where I was able to fully integrate and understand mm. yeah. my experiences. Wow. That's incredible. And was it at the same place? Yes. Yeah. So okay. we so went cool. to the Sulu Center. Um, but so when we went in 2018, we did one week in Cusco and one week in the Amazon jungle, in, in the Amazon jungle. And then the second time we went in 2019, we just stayed in Cusco because we found that when we were able to just settle and stay in one space, um, it felt a lot more grounding and we mm -hmm. really liked being by the sacred valley. Um, so it's the same retreat center, just this, um, uh, this, this one spot for the yeah. second. And the energies there must be incredible. Like, it, you know, automatically it's like you're already being integrated with these new, you know, I think there's portals all over the world and just like different energetic points. Like I was in Sedona, Arizona, and you could feel the the energy coming through the ground. And there's so many sacred places where um, if a lot of people gather and are creating ceremony and ritual, um, you are starting to heighten that energetic you know, frequency and it gets imprinted into the places, not just the people, but it's like the, the years over the years of all these beautiful ceremonies being held there. And then you get to go there and feel that energetic vibration. I think that's so incredible. Yeah, no, I completely yeah. agree. Like there's something really magical in Peru. Like Liam and I always joke, like one day we'll move to Peru because it's just, yeah. it's such a beautiful beautiful country. Oh, it's on my list. It's <laughs> on my list. I have to go to Patagonia first. I don't know why, but I'm so called there. And, uh, but I definitely want to go to Peru. I mean, there's so many places, obviously traveling is on a pause at the moment, <laughs> but, yeah. um, but yeah. Okay. So this past year, it feels like to me, you've gone through this like evolution and we're really talking about evolution and spiritual awakening, but you're in this place where, um, and we've spoken about this, you're really at a moment where you want to share. So what prompted this, you know, feeling of like, okay, I want to share more of my experiences and everything that I'm going through, even coming on the podcast, you know? So like, what was the moment or what is maybe like the through line of this, you know, evolutionary year for you and being able to share more of what's on your heart? Mm. Big questions, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I asked the big ones on. <laughs> well, it's interesting because I struggle with opening up. As you know, like this podcast, I think the universe is like trying to push me. And I was like, no, I'm not ready. And but the universe when like the internet me. went down yesterday when we were supposed to be podcasting. And then I was like, <laughs> But my belief is always like, that's cool. It just wasn't meant to be then, you know? Yeah. And I know that for me, I never try to like push anything with the podcast. I want it to be a natural evolution. I think that's what people right. hear and it get, resonates with them. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then you messaged me today. You're like, are you free? I'm like, yes, this time <laughs> <laughs> you're doing it. Oh, so I think it was like the realization of, wow, I'm just ignoring all these signs of like yeah like things happening around me people saying things and it's like oh my goodness I should really start like putting myself out there I feel like I'm holding myself back which is holding other people back mm -hmm. and um, integrating all my ceremonies like I feel like they're still integrating but I feel like this is the push of like you got this keep going you can do it just open up, share, because I think a lot of people need guidance and support and love and 
connecting with this other part of life that people may not have really seen before, mm -hmm. um, which is our soul, our humanness, our, our expansion, connecting with the divine or source, God, whatever you yeah. want to call it. Um, and so it's that realization of, I need to just open up and share. <laughs> yeah. And it's so cool because I think what, um, what we're both, you know, touching upon is sharing in a way that we're just sharing what's on our heart so that other people can see and recognize their own divinity. Right. So it's like, I'm a huge believer in like our answers are within, like our guidance is within. We have everything that we need from our soul. And when we, you know, uh, come across teachers or hear stories, it's just reminding us that we are connected to the divine. It's those little soul reminders. It's like you can take all these little pieces from what other people share about their own journeys. And then you can be like, oh yeah, this is what my soul is telling me. So I think that's such a cool thing. Is there something that um, within this maybe year, a theme, something that you really feel like this is what I'm being guided to share? Mm. Um, something that I feel guided to share is mm -hmm. uh, like, I feel like it's constantly evolving. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get more clear on exactly what that is. Yeah. Um, right now for me, it's I'm doing a lot of shadow work within myself and in, it's like the integration, like everyone can have all the knowledge is integrating and applying it into your life. So for example, as you said, not everyone needs to go and do ayahuasca. I yeah. think when you do ayahuasca, the most important aspect is integrating it into your life. Um, and that's where I'm at right now is um, seeing all aspects of myself, seeing all aspects of my humanness and mm -hmm. coming to that space of acceptance, love, compassion, and, and um, yeah, moving into learning more about ancestral healing, mm -hmm. learning more how to connect myself more with myself as well as with the divinity with god with source um because i think that's going to be my work is eventually working on ancestral healing with people and com combining all the other modalities like looking at your life holistically um understanding all aspects of your life um bringing yoga, meditation. Eventually I would love to learn more sound healing. Like I just feel like there's things that are coming into my awareness of my next steps. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like being shown to you um, in different steps of like, okay, now this is your next, you know, opportunity to share. And this is the next thing we want you to share and just like moving along. And I think that really keeps us in the present moment. Cause so many, so many times, like it's exciting to talk about our future and to plan and to have all these goals. But, um, you know, we also have to realize that we are, um, in this present moment, that linear time is just like an idea. You know what I mean? Everything's happening all at once. Um, and to be really grateful and grounded within that moment and say, okay, this moment right now, it's the only moment that exists. What, what is this moment about? What can I share in this moment? And that's really beautiful that you've recognized that you've answered the call. You are, you know, sharing what's on your heart and you're sharing in a big way. And even when you were talked about, um, going through grief and, um, recently and with people who have passed, it's just like, those are, you know, beautiful heart shares that for you felt authentic and true and it connects you with other people because we're all going through our own maybe moments of grief or, or different things. And it's just that beautiful connection that we have within community. And it really seems like you've found parts of your dharma, right? So I'm, I'm all about this year about like, let's find our soul purpose. We came here for a reason let's do it. You know, like, let's get on with it. Let's be brave enough to say, okay, I'm going to do this. So I think parts of your Dharma is, is like holistic nutrition, connecting with nature, you know, can you speak a little bit about 
the dharma that you feel like you came here to do, the the work you want to do with women, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe the earth, the planet, all of the things. Okay. Um, I feel like I have a lot of passions and I want mm-hmm. to combine them all. And I think all the little things that have happened along my path and along my journey was just showing me how I'm going to get there. Mm. And I think I would love to incorporate all the things I kind of already mentioned it before, but um, focusing on sustainability, like learning how to connect with nature, how to live with her, how to make sure we're not destroying her. Mm -hmm. Um, In addition to that is like earth will be fine without us. Earth will be fine with us, without us humans. It's, us who we need to work on and connecting mm-hmm. back to our human nature, yeah. connecting with nature. Um, and if the planet so, is unhealthy, humans are unhealthy. Right. Our internal world yeah. is a reflection of our outer, like, uh, uh, external world. So what I came to realize over time was in order to heal the world, you need to start healing yourself and connecting with yourself and through many experiences, through ceremony, through integrating everything, um, through my own processing of healing right now, is realizing that um, our future generations are what's going to be most important and to mm-hmm. start taking care of ourselves to prepare for our future generations. and. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking my dharma is to work with women. I don't, I've never ex- witnessed a birth before, but I'm, I don't know why. I would think I would like to witness a birth, like a, a home water birth, um, yeah. and maybe doula or midwife, um, calling more for like doula. Um, yeah, like just in, like learning how to hold a sacred space for a woman and help her maybe connect with her mm. um, soul baby um, before contraception. So it's like conscious contraception yeah. um, and like, you know, preparing her for connecting with her soul child and like helping her along that journey and birthing in a way that is in alignment with her. Yeah. Um, because not many women, like I didn't even know about this until recently about water births. Like I never even knew about this. Um, so that's something that I think my Dharma is leading in towards helping women understand and connecting to their bodies mm-hmm. from a young age. Like I would love to just teach all the elementary schools to little kids about their female bodies and men, like men should know about this too. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just like being able to live more mindfully and consciously And I think with that, we can create a huge ripple effect in the world because when we start taking care of ourselves, once we know ourselves, Mm -hmm. we're able to know what's around us. It's so beautiful because I'm really feeling this theme of like life and death, right? So it's like the sacred transitions. You're really called to the sacred transitions, whether it be your experience with like your grandmother and and how that um, really woke you up to the big questions in the world and connecting. It's always that divine connection. And now part of that Dharma of um, how do I help the sacred transition of uh, birth, birthing into the world and making Mm -hmm. that um, a conscious moment and a beautiful divine moment. I think that's such a cool thing. Like I'm feeling like these themes are coming up with you and it's so awesome. I love it. <laughs> I love that. The sacred, those sacred moments is like the topics that we never really talk about. We never talk about death. We never yeah, talk about birth. We never talk about what brings us into this world, which is sex. All yeah. these three topics are so sacred, so yeah. important, but they're quote, quote unquote taboo. Yeah, I know. And or only reserved in very like medical terminologies and and not, you know what I mean? Like even I'm only now hearing about like conscious sex and like all of these these terms where before it's more about like 
just making sure you have protection and all those things. You know what I mean? But there's so much more. There's so much more to integrate. Um, I mean, you're, the energies that you're exchanging when you are, you know, doing these, like having these beautiful rituals. So there's, it's beautiful that that's the space, space that you want to go into. And it's coming mm-hmm. from your dharma and your, and your own heart. Um, do you have any guides or do you speak to your soul? Like, where do you get these messages? Like, I know that I have some guides that I talk to and I'm just so curious. Like, did you meet any of your guides during ayahuasca? Like, did they show up or they're like, Hey, we're here for you. We're your guides. Like, I'm so curious. I am actually still connecting with my guides. I'm still trying to connect. Um, so I'm at this point where, um, I'm like consciously trying to connect. Um, I feel like I have this like inner intuition of like my gut feeling. That's like currently my like my compass. Like mm-hmm. okay, what direction am I going? Yeah. Um, but I, it's interesting because I know I have guides, and I feel like they they are supporting me because in ceremony, um, let's say like I experienced a lot of things. And I told that I was told I have like spirits who are there with me, supporting me. Um, so it's now the matter of me connecting with them more. Mm. And that's currently what I'm currently integrating and practicing more. Yeah, me too. And it feels like they're, um, they're shifting and there's this kind of like trust muscle that I have to build be like, cause it's such a, you know, foreign concept but if I go into meditation and I'm like okay guides show yourself you know but you have to trust that what you see is what's really there because your your ego brain wants to be like oh you're just making that up you know what I mean but it's like no get like practicing that trust muscle or even when you're asking your soul's guidance practicing that trust of am I getting the right answers because it, it does take like time to, to start to like feel in your body. And I think it goes along with like feelings. Like you were saying, like you have this like inner knowing. It's like our feelings are more of our compass where we can like let our mind kind of quiet a bit and just feel into the answers and feel into, does this feel right? Does this not feel right? Like in your body is kind of an instrument in that. And you must know that also through movement and dance and yoga, like, your body is always sending you messages too. Yeah. You know, if you're like, if you're fearful of something, like why is your body like, you know, stiffening up or like, I don't know. There's, there's so many things where we can use more of our senses to connect with. There's like this inner guidance to be like, this way will be easier for you. So why not go that way? <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 I it's agree. so in, wild. In- and some, I would, I would like to even present the option of if it doesn't feel good, like question, like what, mm-hmm. what is that? Yeah. Why do I that? Yeah. Yeah. Always questioning, always learning, always trying to go within and yeah. Like why doesn't something feel good? Is that my ego or my own fears or is it something that I'm, I'm really supposed to be uh, protected from? And there's that mm-hmm. like, balance and that difference so it's really it's yeah these are all questions that I've been asking myself too so (laughs) I'm right there with you um you know that I love rituals and Mm -hmm. I just love incorporating rituals into my daily life and bringing more magic into my life I'm so curious if you have your own daily rituals or rituals that you do maybe monthly or something that is kind of your own practice to get you into that connection and that flow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting because the 2020 was the year where I was like, I'm going to start being really ritualistic with how I get up and how I go to bed. Yeah. Um, and I like was very ritualistic with like how I did things. So when I got up, um, scrape my tongue, wash my face, did my cold shower. And that, that mm. practice of the cold shower was my way of confronting something really hard and breathing through it and like doing something that was very uncomfortable. I hate the cold water, but now I'm like, I'm getting a better relationship with it. It's the whole um, Wim Hof thing. You're, you're in it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're building your immunity. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, 
and then massaging my feet after I get out of the shower and then doing my meditation and some kind of mindful movement and then just like sitting in like writing anything that comes to my mind that's usually was what my morning was but I noticed that I was so like masculine like this needs to be the way this needs to be done and then I realized that I needed to incorporate more flow so when I didn't feel like doing it giving myself the permission of hey I I don't have to do it today I'm going to do what I want today um so allowing that space for whatever wants to come up comes up um so that's what I'm currently in is like what what kind of life do I want to start my day with and Mm -hmm. shifting that with whatever I feel um but also having that structure if I wanted the structure you know what I mean Definitely. Is there any rituals that you've just started for this year? Like things that you're, cause for me, I just started a daily ritual of, well, I've been doing this for a while of my morning meditations, my, yes, I remember like, you mentioning yeah, morning non-negotiable. Medicine. Yeah. Dr. Joe Dispenza ones are like my jam. I <laughs> love it. Even though they're an hour long, I'm like, but I'm committed, you know? Um, and we have it, we do have the space and the time right now. So um, it's been a beautiful practice and something that I just like look forward to. I'm like excited to go to bed because then in the morning I get to be with Dr. Joe and do my <laughs> meditation and visualize my cabin in, you know, California. Um, and then I have started to do like a workout ritual, which is so cliche of 2021 of the new year, <laughs> but I'm I'm working towards embodying and really showing up daily as the magnetic version that I want to be. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So it's that embodiment of my magnetic version um, really takes care of their body in a healthy way, in a really aligned way, you know? So I'm not like killing myself. I'm not forcing it, but doing a daily practice, even if it's like uncomfortable, because I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this like workout right now. But it's getting into that habit and that practice because I'm like, my magnetic embodied version of self is feeling really strong, is fueling my body with healthy foods, is, you know, like walking a certain way and having the confidence and working towards my goals and dreams and all of those things. So it's like actually waking up in an embodied state. So is there Mm -hmm. any rituals that you're starting right now? Um, Maybe a word that you have for the year, something that's like, this is the year of whatever it is for you. It's interesting because mine is definitely alignment. It's so interesting because um, at the end of 2020, I had to let go of a lot of things that didn't feel in alignment with me. And it felt like my ripping of my identity. I'm like, oh my God, like, what am I doing? Is this right? But I'm like, no, this is what feels right. It just doesn't Mm. feel good because these parts of myself are being pulled away from me. Um, So definitely alignment is 2021 is moving in moving through this year, making sure that I'm fully in alignment with what I want and what I'm here to do mm. and not letting other things distract me. And the ritual that I actually started this year was, I don't know if you heard of the, the book, The Magic. No. Um, it, so the, I have it right here. I'm so, so the excited. Magic, <laughs> the Magic um, is by uh, Rhonda. Oh, I don't know how to say her name, um, but she's, oh, she's the she author the of The Secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this book is um, pretty much a gratitude challenge where you have wow. like a new gratitude challenge every day. Um, in addition to having a, a daily practice of writing 10 things that you're grateful for. And I'm noticing the shifts already. It's like six days in and I'm already feeling more in alignment because I'm, I'm just observing all the things I have Mm. around me and just feeling that, that gratitude and like tuning into those feelings of, wow, I've, I'm just so fully supported and I'm just so grateful for everything that I have. Um, I love that. That's like a goosebumps moment for me. (laughs) It's so good because it it pulls you into the present. You're just like fully in it being like, what is happening right now? And the more you appreciate, the more it appreciates. 
I did not say that. Somebody else did, <laughs> but I don't remember who, so I can't quote them. Um, <laughs> I love it. It's good, though, that you, like, you acknowledge it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. If <laughs> but that's so cool, and you're feeling the shifts, which is – that's such a powerful ritual, and – anybody can do it and you can do it at any moment. And it's so simple. Mm-hmm. Like it's always the simple things, right? It's always like back to the basics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and nature has all the answers. Nature's already doing it. And it's when we forget to look outside at nature and feel that connection. Whenever I feel like my mind is spinning, I'm thinking too much. I go out for a walk. I go connect to um, our mother nature and just feel the stillness and the presence and the beauty all around me. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay, cool. Like all of my worries are not as big as I thought that they were, you know? And it's just that moment of like, everything is always taken care of and you're being loved by the energy of this planet. So I love that. And speaking on energy, because I'm all about energy right now, I'm so curious what you think, because I've been learning about this thing called reality transfer surfing, and it's like this complex modality. I don't know the full extent of it, but it has a lot of like the kind of manifestation types of things, but there's different principles of basically it's like you're transferring to a parallel reality because all of the different possible realities exist at the same time. But when you focus your intent, you can move to the different realities that are already currently in existence, but it's transferring your vibration. Anyways, let's, we're not going to go into it, but so curious um, what your relationship with the idea of vibration is, energy, um, all of those kind of terminologies. What do you think it is? Do you Mm -hmm. think that we're, you know, we can jump to different parallel realities? Like, (laughs) I truly believe that energy well okay i'll go to that quote i think it's nikola tesla everything is energy nothing can be created or destroyed it can only be transferred um oh i'm butchering it but um yeah yeah, i i think that when it comes to your physical reality it can be transformed and i don't think it is linear i think things are happening all the time so when somebody starts to heal themselves then that impacts whatever was going to happen next. So it's, mm. it's changing things that were in the past or in the present. So, um, for example, like if someone does ancestral healing, they're connecting to something in the past and they're able to heal that yeah. and heal whatever's going to come next. Um, so I think energy is also... Um, something that can come physical. So it's super important that somebody becomes aware of the energy that they're feeling, some kind of trauma, something, whatever, whether it's in this physical experience right now or in this current lifetime, in the, like in the past, maybe in your childhood, mm-hmm. whatever happened, clearing that energy, clearing that emotion, because that energy, that emotion will become physical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, true. so it's the transforming of that energy. It can't be destroyed. It can only be transferred. Yeah. And then we can be transforming all of those like things that happen to us at any moment. And it's so true. Like things that happen in our physical bodies are a representation of the energetics that are happening within our, ourselves and our mind. And even like you said, generational. Oh, well said. <laughs> yes. Yes. We're on it, girl. We. <laughs> It's so awesome. Um, before I go into my like last little segment, which is called Cosmic Pings, which I ask you some like fun little, you know, spiritual based questions. Is there anything that you want to kind of impart wisdom or share whatever is on your heart, something that we might have maybe not touched upon in this episode, um, to something that you want to share with the Topanga Moon audience? Mm-hmm. Uh, to be gentle with yourself for anyone who's going through dark times. There will be a light at the end of the tunnel. And to keep trusting in the signs that you may be denying. Um, and to know that you're fully loved and supported. And if you don't feel that, it's okay. Mm. 
Yes. That's so beautiful. Thanks. Thanks, Cal. <laughs> so fun. Okay. So before I say goodbye to you, we're getting into some cosmic pings. Okay. 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 First one. Do you believe in aliens? Yes. <laughs> cool. Period. <laughs> Period. Um, are there any star beings that you connect with? I have never connected with, oh, well, I don't know what you mean by a star being, but like I've had an encounter with something that was abnormal. So most likely. <laughs> so you might've had an alien encounter. All right. All right. I'm, I'm digging this. I mean, <laughs> this is great. Um, a place in the world that you have yet to visit. You're <laughs> laughing at me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, okay, a place in the world that I would like to the, visit. Yes, a place uh, in the world Vancouver. that you've yet to visit. Where? Vancouver. I'd love to go to BC. Vancouver. Oh, you can do that. I'd love to climb the mountains. Uh, I'm yeah. going to Vancouver <laughs> in May. It's my brother's wedding, so I'm going to Vancouver in oh, May for the first time. Whoa. I know. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be a lot of, like, beauty and nature overload and integration and I'm really really excited oh I can't wait for you to go yeah and it's like because of the past year it's like I'm so ready to like go to a new place Mm -hmm. you know and just be like oh the newness and the adventure of it that's Mm -hmm. awesome um the universe is magical yeah (laughs) magical your favorite crystal is rose quartz Mm, that's such a heart opening one that's so beautiful what's yours um uh it's called what is it called so funny but oh wait it's right here my boyfriend got it for me for for christmas he got me this bracelet and um he was like oh, I was looking for turquoise and they didn't have turquoise. But the bracelet that he got me was a mazonite. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's my favorite stone. How did you know? So he got me like this amazonite crystal bracelet amongst other things that he got me. But um, it's really cool. He wrote it here. It's like to calm and heal the nervous system, soothes tense and aggravated situations associated with the heart and throat chakra. Um, yeah, just like a very calming energy. I love it. I'm a very like um, zened out person. Like my mom always says, like I was born that way. I was like born like so zen and like chill. <laughs> and I've always been like that. So I feel like I'm like a Mazenite in a person form. So. Yeah, I can feel it. You're you're very grounding. You know. Like, yeah. Which is so funny because I am a triple air. I'm a Gemini, Gemini, Libra. So I'm all air. Oh my goodness. So it's like something else. It's something else that's creating the groundedness that other people feel because actually like so much is going on in my mind, but my body has this like innate something that Mm -hmm. is just very like mellow and chill. Um, what's your zodiac? I'm Scorpio Sun, Leo Moon, Cancer Rising. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. Scorpios are so tied to the mystics and the mystery of the world. They love asking the big questions. I love that. <laughs> you know your human design? Uh I'm a generator. So am I. Okay. Yay to generators. They just want to do what they love. That's it. Literally. Alignment. Yeah. Alignment. Yeah. They just want to be lit up and do what they love. And that's all they need to be here doing. Yep. So that's cool. Yay to generators. Um, Okay. So two more questions. Magic is. Beautiful. And love is. Kind. Oh, yes, girl. 
Thanks, girl. This has been so good. Okay. So where can people find you if they want to work with you, if they want to see more of your heart shares and experiences, if they want to follow you along, if you're doing more ayahuasca ceremonies, where can they see all of this? (laughs) Oh, you're so funny. Um, They can follow me at Grow with Alicia. Um, And eventually when my website is up, they can go to growwithalicia.com. Oh, I love that. Grow like, you know, like nature grows and everything. I love that. That's such Mm -hmm. a beautiful theme. Thank you. Thank you. This has been awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. Honestly, thank you. It's been such a beautiful conversation as I knew it would be. (laughs) 